Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Turn Right Podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about different ways you can build voice in your novel. So first off, what is voice? Voice is simply the way the characters tell the story, the way the characters talk, their dialect, their unique characteristics, their quirks, their lens and viewpoint of the world. Sometimes it's very obfuscated, sometimes it's very one-sided, but whatever it is, it's the way the characters are telling the story. How close the reader feels to your story is largely dependent on the voice. Even if the story has a unique plot, even if it's set in a really compelling time period, I still won't connect with the story as much or desire to read it again or even remember it as much if it doesn't have a compelling voice. Different genres require different levels of voice, but all writers should strive to implement a strong voice in their work. So many quick reads, so many romance novels, they don't take the time to develop voice, but a lot of literary fiction can also have very pretentious and off-putting voices. So how do we strike this balance between creating a warm and sultry voice or an introspective and irreverent voice? Despite whatever our characters are saying, we all need to put a little bit of these divergent elements inside of our one character because most people are warm and cold, introspective, and irreverent. I like to tell people voice is how I imagine sitting down next to my very best friends at happy hour and just unloading about my day, telling all of the details about my day in a very real and raw way, in a way that I'm not really afraid that my friends are going to criticize me or judge me or chastise me or tell me I should have been a better person. They're just simply going to listen because they're interested in this random weird encounter I had in the bathroom with this mean girl from high school or... They're interested because the bus driver gave me a dirty look when I spilled my coffee all over the seats. Voice should be funny, engaging, and above all, it should be the gateway to the truth of your novel. So how can we develop voice, especially in a society where we have all of this access to social media and the internet and people can so easily criticize your character or tear them down, even if you wanted your character to be irreverent to make a point? Well, I have developed six ways that we can really implement voice into our novel. A lot of experts online want to say that, you know, voice is this organic and elusive thing that can't really be taught or improved upon, but I definitely disagree. I think that I do have a knack for creating voice in my characters, but I want to take my characters to the next level. And by really sitting down and defining what these different ways are that I can really improve and build upon the skills I already have at writing voice, I think that my novels will be able to be taken a notch up. And I want all of your novels to be taken a notch up as well. So that's why I'm going to share these six tips on this podcast right here. If you like this podcast, if you find it interesting, I hope you will subscribe and share it with your writing friends. Connect with me on my Twitter, kgrecolit. And leave me a review right here and tell me your thoughts on this podcast, both good and bad. Number one, voice can be developed by the word choice of your novel. This is the most obvious and apparent way to write voice. This is, after all, how the characters speak. It is their dialects. 
In Southern fiction, most characters have a Southern accent. If you are writing about a British man that moves to New York City to work on Wall Street, then this man is going to have a lot of British mannerisms and quirks. If you are going to be writing historical fiction, the characters will speak how people spoke in the 1800s with a lot more formal grammar and punctuation. If a character is from a lower socioeconomic status, they are going to be speaking in that manner. But developing voice through word choice is also the way that the character or the writer describes the action and plot going on in the story. If you're writing literary fiction and you want your character to be a bit more intelligent or maybe reserved, then you're going to make those sharp observations about life and those eloquent descriptions throughout your story. If your story is a YAF romance, you are going to be making those descriptions from the lens of the 16-year-old girl falling in love for the first time. The best word choice is when you can really get inside the character's head and think about the story from the perspective of that character, whether you're in sci-fi or YAF romance, and tell that story from an honest perspective from that particular character. Number two, creating unique characters always gives a lot of voice to your novel because these unique characters have unique ways of looking at the world and they can describe the world in very different and engaging ways. Oftentimes these characters are so quirky that they're just very warm people and you kind of want to know them in real life. And some examples of these kind of characters are Louisa Clark from Me Before You. She wears these outrageous purple and yellow tights with all these stripes on it. She has this very humorous and sarcastic attitude. And so because she's so unique, we can see this perspective of the story Me Before You, this dark book that talks about assisted suicide. And we instantly have a more unique perspective on it because Louisa is telling it. And we really get the idea that only Louisa can tell this story and this story is going to be special and inviting. As a Holmes in Turtles All the Way Down also has a very unique and quirky personality. She is diagnosed with some different anxiety disorders and she's really afraid that she has this bacteria called C. diff inside of her. But despite that, she's just a normal high school student and she has a best friend named Daisy and they name their car and they go off on all these exciting um, expeditions to try and solve this murder. But the story doesn't sound all that interesting on paper, but the reason why it's so good is because John Green really got inside the head of Asa Holmes and uncovered her every weakness and quirk to give this story a really unique feel. Like, you feel like Asa could be your best friend. Another great example of a unique character that gives a compelling voice is in J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. Holden Caulfield is a very unique character. He's very sardonic and irreverent, and I love him. Some people do take issue with some things in the book, but I really enjoy the way he tells the story. It's so raw and honest, and I really appreciate that. Even if I don't agree with the motives of the character or the theme of the story, I appreciate a raw and honest story, and I want to see that more in fiction in 2020 and beyond. Three, create characters with strong motivations. A very motivated character will always bring a lot of voice and perspective to the story. For example, Nick Carraway's desire to reserve judgment and prove something moral about the world instantly takes the great Gatsby 
up a notch. We instantly have this complexity in the story that we wouldn't have if Nick Carraway didn't have this deep desire to articulate something moral about American society in the 1920s. Louisa Clark's desire to save Will and also kind of do that out of morality, out of love for him and me before you also adds a lot of complexity to the story. And we see the different avenues she takes to really try to save Will. Not only do these actions give complexity to the story, but they also give truth, which really leans in with a theme. And when we can see the truth in the character's actions and behind their motivations and how it all connects to the bigger picture, we will remember that story much more than if the author never implemented any of that in. This brings me to point number four. Make sure your theme is wrapped around every single element of the story. Theme is quite simply what your character learns. It's the larger truth of your story, kind of what is unsaid. So your character should be constantly learning to prove the theme time in and time in again. If you're waiting for the arc to be kind of full and robust and what the character to learn, like at the climax, if the character is learning nothing about the larger aspect of life until the climax, then you're going to have a very boring and level story. I think this is really why The Hunger Games and Divergent both don't have much of a voice. It's because Triss and Katniss aren't learning these larger things about life until the very end of the book. Yes, they're learning basic survival skills to survive in their very apocalyptic worlds, and in turn, Katniss and Triss are not making these big, larger-than-life statements that we can kind of understand on this larger level. And yes, that is sometimes hard to make a one sentence that really summarizes that. Um, we aren't all Leo Tolstoy, but whenever you can make a statement like, all happy families are alike, all unhappy families are different in their own way, whenever you can make statements like that that can just be extracted from the book and remembered by people that maybe haven't even read the book, that's when you know your theme is really ingrained in your story. Number five, writing in first person. That will always give a better voice to your story. Honestly, these days when I see a third person story, I'm kind of like, do I really want to read that? I know it will be so detached and there will be so much less feeling in the story. And I know that it also might lead to the author writing in a very pretentious style, which I find to be the case in Celeste and G's Little Fires Everywhere, as well as Where the Crawdads Sing. I can't remember the author of that book. I find both of those books to be very pretentious and very much like the author really wants their writing style to be the focus of the story and not actually the characters themselves. So, Actually, I think that third person limited or third person omniscient can be very detached and I find the stories move a lot slower and there's just not as much engagement in the story and that's because the voice just cannot be developed to the level it can be as in first person. I'm currently reading Lauren Oliver's Delirium and yes, actually in first person you can be detached as well. I find that book in first person to be an example of a detached example of first person. I think this can occur whenever there is too much setting description and just really the lack of knowing your character. It can definitely also happen in first person. So basically you want to get to know your character as much as possible. However you do this 
is up to you if it's through outlining, if it's through just thinking about your character and thinking about how they react in different ways, if it's playing them off of minor characters or writing more backstory to get inside of their head and finding out about their past and their ghost. And finally, number six, something that always adds more voice to your novel is strong imagery. If you write literary fiction, your imagery is going to be very eloquent. It's going to be filled with metaphors and similes. If you write romance, your imagery is going to be very hot and steamy. If you're not willing if you're not willing to go into the deepest parts of the character's soul, if you're not willing to write the love scenes all the way throughout in your romance novel, if you're not willing to write the grotesque aspects of the world in your science fiction novel, then you're not going to have strong enough imagery and a strong enough voice. Your story is really only as interesting as the images it portrays to your reader. So those are six ways that you can identify how to develop and promote voice in your story. Let me know what you thought. Do you have any tricks on how to enhance the voice in your story? Leave me a review and tell me how you do that. Always keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying. I will see you guys on our next road trip.